We can choose to be the victims or we can choose to be the heroes of our own stories. You're able to pass on hope by sharing, hey, I, I made it through, I overcame, you can too. The point of humanity is do life together and to like just not hold these experiences to yourself. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. Guys, I'm so excited to have my first guest on In It. This is just too great. Um, And it means the most to me because this person was such a crucial part of bringing In It to life. They were the voice that guided me through many hard days of not wanting to do this (laughs) and wanting to give up and wanting to hide. And this person just pushed me to really do my best. And I'm just so grateful that you guys can hear from her today. My buddy, Lindsay Aaron Clark is joining us today. A couple of things about Lindsay that you must know. She is a fellow podcaster, has an amazing brand and podcast called The Daring Romantics. She is the creator of the brand Pep Talks. And I am sure that you have seen or have shared her Pep Talks graphics, motivational quotes, all of the fire. I'm sure that you're following that account in real time right now. But that brand is so inspirational and motivational. And she is also the owner and creator behind Third Story Apartment, which is essentially the most unbelievable force of nature when it comes to creation and graphics. And she does these unbelievable custom website designs and is one of the most incredible designers I've ever seen. She actually is the visionary behind all of my rebranding that you saw. Uh, my website and bringing all of that to life. And Linz, I'm just so freaking pumped that you're here today to chat with me about the creative process. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like it's a long time coming. (laughs) I know. And guys, fun fact about this, Lindsay and I have literally talked a hundred thousand (laughs) hours, like for years. And we have also spoken so much over the last six months because she was helping me with all of the design and partnering with me and just being like this brand coach for me. It was just, oh my gosh. And we talk so much and we've never met. Yeah. Are we, are we ever going to meet? Are we ever going to meet in person? Yeah, we're going to meet in Tulsa or I'm just going to come to Nashville. Or I'm going to come to San Diego because I love San Diego. Yeah. Or we're going to meet up in New York. <laughs> or we're going to go to freaking Iceland. <laughs> okay. I'm down for that because I need to go back because the last time that I went, um, the Northern lights weren't showing. Like you go to Iceland, you want to see the Northern Lights and they weren't showing. So you got to go back. You missed your moment. It's okay. You'll get it. We'll get it back together. But like, for real, I'm just like, are we ever going to meet up? Because that's just what's so crazy about this internet is like, we've had so many thousands of heartfelt, intimate conversations about so many incredible things and have never connected in person. And I just think that's what's so powerful about all of this. And so Lynn, you're the goat. I'm so excited to be able to <laughs> hang out with you today. I and, know, me too. And for I our just viewers. Think we're so alike. We're, what's cool about us is that we're so alike and we're so different at yeah. the same time. 
And it just is like, it goes to show how the internet can actually be like a really beautiful place. Like there's so much hate about the internet all the time, like comparison syndrome, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you like are out there, like trying to be authentic, like you're going to find the people who are like there with you. Like some of my closest friends have come from like the internet, like who I developed like intimate relationships and like had these deep conversations because we connected on like one thing. And then we found out that we connected on all these other things. And I just think that it's so incredibly cool. And I just love that about us. Like, I love that we have like creativity as like such like a core thing. And then we have all these other things that like we found along the way, but then like we have like, we're so different at the same time. And it just is this beautiful blend of like magic, like we're the dynamic duo. I tell you what we we've joked. I'm LP. Lynn's is LC. And so we need to do like an LPX LC, like something needs to happen from that. And I also want to say that the thing that's so epic about both of our creativities is Lindsay is the most organized <laughs> creative person I have ever known. And I envy her organizational skills <laughs> because I, my creativity is a is a Jackson Pollock painting. It is a disaster and it is everywhere and it is chaos. And Lindsay brings order to my chaos, which I like spreadsheets, documents and folders. It's like, thank God for you. (laughs) If I even like see an Excel sheet, I'm like, I'm going to like have a freaking mental breakdown. (laughs) So funny. It's so funny, but it also just goes to show that creativity doesn't look one way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. And and that's what I'm really excited to talk to you about today. And like what I wanted to bring our audience today listening is, you know, so much of this, these last couple of months, you know, you and I have navigated some really challenging personal seasons. And I love that we have collaborated in those, dis- rather despite those times, we have been able to come together in this very unique season. And we've been able to really hone in create well. And like you said yesterday, we were kind of preparing for this today. I feel do our best work, you know, over the course of these very trialsome months. And I had a viewer, you know, basically ask me the other day, you know, what are some tips for staying creative in the midst of a, of a hard season? And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is how can you stay creative in the midst of a hard season and just kind of bring the conversation that we've been having for the last six months to you. Yeah, I think that that's like such an important thing because, man, it's really true. You and I have walked through some really hefty storms the past couple of months. Um, And like, really, like we started working together, like before everything, before stormy season came. And then like in the midst of like the most torrential downpour hurricanes of life, like we just like stuck it out. And I think that like the key to everything is just having a strong foundation. Like, what are you building like your life on? Like for me, like I built my life on God. And so like, I think that like, even in the midst of those like stormy situations and like stormy seasons of life where like everything, like, like shit hits the fan. I don't know. Do you cuss on this show? (laughs) Oh, are you kidding me? Every single thing. I'm like, I I never say any bad words, but uh, this entire show, this entire show has the, the explicit Marco. Anyways, but like when shit hits the fan, it's like, what is your life built on? Like what, like, are you going to crumble apart because like you don't have a foundation or are you going to like 
weather the storm because you're, you're built on a strong foundation. And I think that like, first and foremost, before anything can ever be brought up outside of that, it's like, what are you building your life on? Like, are you building your life on a foundation of hope? Are you building your life on a foundation of joy? Are you building your life on a foundation of no matter what happens this season, everything is going to end up well for me? Like, what are you building your life on? Like, if you don't have a foundation, then like, if you're just like going through life and it's just like, you know, I'm just taking every day by day, like whatever happens, happens. And there's no like central line that's like holding you down. Like if there's no anchor point where anything that happens in the day that you can come back and say like, well, everything is going to be okay. Like I have God, I have hope, I have peace. If you don't have that central line, then when storms hit, you're just going to fall apart and crumble. Like you're literally, it's like that, like idea of like building a house on the sand, but not having like any cement underneath. Like you can't, like if you build a sandcastle, like and the storm comes and like the tide comes in, like that sandcastle is going to fall apart. And that's the same with our lives. Like, so we can't expect to like be producing creative work if our entire house has fallen apart because we didn't spend the time building a foundation of hope, peace, and joy. Yeah. It's so real. And even what you were saying just a second ago about that, like central line, like for me, you know, the biggest, the biggest point when it's trying to be creative, you know, I have found for myself in this season when I have been through just like, I look at my whole life and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the last decade, of course, there's been like very challenging moments But I, and like moments that just, you know, I would never want to relive again personally and very hard seasons and very trial sometimes. But I will say that the last 12 months, particularly the last six, I felt that I was pressed. Like that's like the words that I would say. I would use, I was pressed to a place that felt like I had never gone that like it had never been that much pain, and, and, you know, yeah. and that's what's so much a mind bender is I've been through a lot of things. Like, yeah. like I, I would never look at like my life or my story and be like, yeah, yeah. Like this was, this was okay. Like I'd be like, no, there was some really challenging seasons. Like call up my, call up my Baltimore people. Like they'll, they'll vouch for me. <laughs> like, they, they'll vouch like for me. But like, I tell you this season, particularly it was the season that it kind of, it felt like that like do or die time. It was kind of like if if something was going to take me out, it was this time. Yeah. And I really feel like I feel like all I had some days was turning to something that felt like like I I was so hurt and I was struggling so much and like my anxiety was so bad and I was so sad that it felt like I had to physically force myself into creativity to spark some type. I don't know if that's just like a coping mechanism. I don't know if it was just like, this is how I cope. Or it was like, I just had to force myself to get a sense of inspiration. Because if I did not do that, it was bleak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, creativity and creating it, it is magic. You know what I mean? And I think, I mean, I can resonate with that as well. Like I, so my dad received a terminal diagnosis on November 9th last year and then went to heaven on Christmas day and throughout his entire like diagnosis. And like, while he was in the hospital, um, I probably created the most that I've ever created. 
probably some of my best work, like some of my like most like creative work. Like I would stay up to like 3am in the morning, just like working with my sister, like my sister is in real estate. And so she'd be on one side of the couch and I'd be on the other side of the couch, just like designing. And we were just like doing what we needed to do. And I think part of it was that it was a way to like process and heal. Like it was like almost like therapy to keep on going, to keep on creating, because like in the midst of like so much tragedy in the midst of the worst experience of my whole entire life, like I could still make something magical. Like I could still experience the magic. And I think that like it, yes, it's a coping mechanism, but also it's like part of like healing in some yeah. way. You know? yeah. and, like, we, were, we were given the gift of creativity. We were given the gift to create. And I can only, I can't help but think that like part of it was for these moments. Like these yeah. moments where we go through really hard things and it's like everything around you is crashing down and the world is dark and you're able to still be like, well, let me make this and bring some light back into my life. Yeah, absolutely. I really think, I really think for me, you know, exactly. And I think it was so much, so much of it was I was trying to force myself into finding hope in that moment. Yeah. And I think like, that's the thing, like for me personally, when somebody says like, how do you, you know, how do you stay creative in a season of hardship? You know, my challenge would be, you know, how do you not? Because for me, like, that's what I would say. Like, like my question back would be like, well, how could you not stay creative in a hard moment? every single time that I've walked through something challenging, I don't know. It's almost like this inner thing just starts clicking where I, I, I like have to do it. I like have to create to like just express myself and to just be able to keep seeking out that hope. I would love it if you talked a little bit more about what you were sharing um, earlier about how you were saying like, when like, we just kind of expect like life to just be calm. Like, what are we, like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. Like go ahead with a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, I think that we all just like have this con- like misconception that life is supposed to be easy yeah. and that like we ever come up against something like hard in life and we're doing something wrong. And that's like not supposed to be our life experience. And I see so many people just like have this, like they're living in a fantasy, like they're living in a Disney movie (laughs) of like what they think life should be. And that's just not reality. Like we were never promised that this journey was going to be easy. We were never promised that like being human and the human experience was going to be easy and that it was going to be without hardship. Like we live in a fallen and broken world. Like there is hardship, there is grief, there are setbacks, there are like, like there are things that are going to happen in life and you are doing yourself a disservice if you're going throughout life with the mentality that nothing bad is ever going to happen. And this isn't to say like have a pessimistic outlook on life. Like I'm a very optimistic person, but I know that challenges are going to come. Like, it just like makes you stronger. Like if you like go throughout, like, okay, like if you're a runner and you like are expecting to have competition on the track, you're going to train for that competition. You are going to train so that every single time you beat your competition. If you're a runner who's like, I don't have any competition, nothing, like I'm never going to come up against anybody who's ever going to challenge me. Then when you get on a track race, 
like a racetrack, you're just like gonna fall apart. Like you're gonna be like smoked, like bye. And that's like almost the same thing as life. It's like, we have to expect that there's going to be challenges. Like we have to expect that there's going to be people who are pressing up against us, that situations are gonna press up against us. And so therefore we train, we train our mind, we train our spirits and we train our bodies in order to withstand those things, in order to outbeat those things when they come against us, in order to overcome those things when we encounter them. And if we don't have that mindset of things are going to happen, so when they happen, I'm going to be prepared mentally, spiritually, and physically, then when they do happen, we're screwed because we didn't have a game plan. You know, and so I think the best thing that we can do is to be optimistic, but to be also realistic about what life is and what this human experience is. And like there was never in a million years did I ever expect to lose a family member. Like never. Like that's not just like something that like you're driving in the car and you think about one day, you know, like losing my especially like my losing my dad has been the hardest thing in the whole entire world. Like my dad was a part of everything that I do. Like he is my business mentor. He is my best friend. He is my biggest encourager. Like my dad responds to every single email blast I send out. And I send out a lot. (laughs) Like, and so like losing him, like I never could have prepared for that exact thing, but because I've always been preparing my spirit, mind, and body for challenges, then when I experience this, I've been able to grieve, but also to like carry on because I know that I have a central line of hope. Like I know that hope is my foundation. I know that God is my foundation. I know that peace is my foundation. Like I've been preparing for that, you know, and like not preparing for my dad's death, but preparing for challenges. And I think that that's just what we have to do in our daily life. And like the way that you prepare for those challenges is just like going into each day making time to say affirmations, to center yourself, to find peace. You know, like if you don't spend, I know so many people who never spend any time with themselves. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Like you have to spend time with yourself in like silence and like meditation. Like that's the stuff, like that inner strength is what helps you get through things. And if you don't spend time building up that inner strength by meditating, saying affirmations, praying, spending time journaling, spending time getting to know yourself, spending time getting to know your strengths and weaknesses, like then when like hard times come, you're just going to like experience it so much harder than it could be. Yeah. And and so much too, like I think that's what's so trippy about this is that so much of the creative process is strategic. Yeah. I mean, you have it's so it's so strategic. You know, I think I think for me, I think about how I have those very specific things that I turn to to generate inspo. Like for instance, literally yesterday, I was a disaster. I was a disaster of a person. If somebody would have seen me in real time, they would have been like, what the actual hell is wrong with this woman? And, you know, I made a joke earlier. I was like, you know, with a little bit of genius, a little bit of madness, like, you know, it's a fine line, right? But here's the deal. I didn't feel 
good yesterday. Like, okay, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel inspired. I didn't feel excited. I didn't feel creative. In fact, I felt the total opposite. I was super premenstrual. I I, I ate a whole pizza by myself. I, you know, I neglected all things that I should have been doing that day. And I was, uh, you know, a creature to say the least. So I didn't, in that moment, I wasn't like, I'm really feeling inspiring, but guess what? When I was in those patterns, you know, I, I was actually, you know, kind of being hard on myself. I wasn't really being in that mindset of, okay, Lens, like, you know, get, you know, be, you know, whatever you got to do. Basically, what I was trying to say was, I, I feel, I felt very uncreative and uninspired. But I know myself so well at this point. I know my system so well at this point that if there's moments of doubt or self you know, um, reflection that's not productive, you know, like kind of like self-loathing is a strong word, but just self-criticism, I'll say, you know, or just whatever kind of being in that place of like, your head's just not in the best spot. And you, you're trying to like, I have, I've been, I've been down this road so many times that I know my, I know the things to do to give myself inspiration, creativity, and positivity. It is strategic. I created strategy in my schedule to help me get not through, but just to get me back to that inspired place. Yeah, and it's so, like rerouting yourself. Yes. A thousand percent. Rerouting yourself. It's like you're driving and then like your mind takes like this detour and then like you have to like reroute yourself, you know, like yes. just like Max does whenever we get lost. <laughs> it's freaking real. And so basically, you know, I had planned in advance. Okay. Like today I d- again, woke up this morning, did not feel all the things you know, I think a lot of times we think that we need to feel inspired, feel creative to elicit creativity. I would argue strongly against that. I think you have to very much work to develop inspiration. You have to put yourself in places that, you know, can kind of draw that out of you, even in moments that you may not feel it. And went and I scheduled a photo shoot today and I got myself in an environment that allowed me to start reconnecting to those creative places. And you want to know what? Not a whole lot changed from the morning I got up till right now, but oh my God, I feel significantly more inspired because I had a plan to yeah. get myself in an environment that was creative. And I worked on cultivating that, you know, drive this morning. Yeah. I love the two words that you just said is environment and cultivating. Like we are responsible for what environment we are creating around ourselves every single day. Mm -hmm. And if we are creating an environment of like negativity, then like we're going to sit in that and we're not going to feel like creating, you know, but like if we're purposely cultivating an atmosphere and environment of grit of perseverance, of joy, of hope, even in the stormy seasons, then we're able to gonna like we're gonna be able to move forward. And like, like you said, not much is going to change circumstantially, but your mind changes, like yeah. your experience with everything changes. And then I love that you said cultivate. Like it's our responsibility to cultivate things. Like it's our responsibility to grow things. Like we, I think so many people just like wait for like. Mm-hmm. inspiration to be like overflowing and for yeah. like this like whimsical moment to happen. And it's like, no, it's like you it's have to be real. Like responsible with what you have. Like if you have a little bit of inspiration, 
run with the little bit of inspiration, like run with it. Like what you focus on will multiply. So if you focus on the little bit of inspiration that you have, then it's going to grow and it's going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. Like, okay, this is a real life example, but I'm like working on a new website template. And, um, I had this one idea, like this one idea for this website template. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And so like, I started working on it and I got to the part that was like, awesome. And I like felt really good about myself. And then like, I hit a dead end and I was just like, okay, (laughs) like now where do I go? Like now what do I do from here? And so I was just like, okay, well, I'm just like gonna go to bed. I'll deal with it later. And so then I was just like, you know what? No, like here's like one more bit of inspiration that I feel. So I'm going to go work on it. I stayed up to like three o'clock in the morning, finishing like the whole homepage, just being responsible. Like I wouldn't have accomplished that had I been waiting for this, like overflowing of everything. Like the thing about creativity is that it's just like, links, one Mm -hmm. link to the next link to the next link to the next link. And we can't Mm -hmm. expect it to be like, overflowing until we're responsible with the small that we have. When you're responsible with the small that you have, it grows into something bigger. And so, yeah, all that to say, coming back to the two words is environment and cultivation are so big. And if we're not constantly as creatives, creating an atmosphere and an environment that is healthy and that is nurturing to our souls and to our spirits and to our minds and to our creativity, then we're going to have a hard time creating. And then two, if we're not cultivating the little that we have, like using the little that we have, being responsible with it, then we're never going to see it grow. Yeah. I really agree with you that people are waiting to feel creative before they engage. And I would argue that it is a thousand percent the opposite, that so much of my creative process usually starts in a place of not feeling creative. I mean, I would argue almost every time. I mean, I really would. Like there have been moments that like I've literally, kid you not, I will go into a dark bathroom with a freaking ring light and I'll sit in there. This is like something I do and it's just like freaking weird, but I'm just like thinking about it. Like if I'm really struggling with getting my brain to to like kind of click, I will force myself in kind of a dark bathroom where there's kind of zero Like there's not any kind of force and I get a ring light and I just work with like a self portrait situation and like, oh my God, I literally will go into bathrooms and I will just like work that dark room with a, with a little dim light. And I will like work my ideas out and force myself, get into a place of where I can start to see those little inspirations coming. Okay. But like, what does that also say? Like that, like to me shows that like all the creativity that you need is already within inside of you. Like you already have everything inside of you. Like, and I think that what we're waiting for is to feel inspired by all of these outside forces. Yes, yes. And so when you remove yourself from the outside forces and you put yourself in a dark bathroom and you're like yeah. unclouded by everybody else's opinions, everybody else's thoughts, everybody else's creativity, all the trends, then you're able to be like, okay, what's actually inside of me yes that I can produce because like we're we are creative beings like I don't care who you are what your profession is like what you look like where you went to school nothing I don't say it 
We are all creative beings. We are all created to create 1000%. Creativity is a part of all of our DNAs and it's up to us to be responsible with it, to cultivate it. Creativity looks different. It's not just being a web designer. It's not just being an amazing photographer. It's not just being in the dances. It's not just the arts. Like creativity is structure. It's how you can envision, like envision things. It is every single thing. Like you tell me any industry, I will tell you how you can be creative in it. But like we are so stuck in this, Also, here's the thing, (laughs) like Instagram and reels, they teach us that we, our creativity should look a certain way with all these different trends. And it just stifles our creativity. Oh my God. Instead of cultivating it because we're allowed to like actually produce like what's inside of us. And I think that like, yeah, it's it's so like limited, like it's, it's forcing, it's forcing you to work in such a small facet. It's like, get a trending reel, get it, get a trending audio and like do the, do the trend. And suddenly like, you're just, it's like, you know, just copying so much, which isn't actually. And I think, I really think like sidebar, <laughs> I think the reason that people are so miserable in creating online right now is because they're just creating what they think they have to rather than what they want to. It's like what yeah. your buddy, uh, is it Christina? Krista? Krista, your buddy Krista that literally posted this and she, she like with the trending audio thing, like it was, yeah. it was so good. It was like, well, have you ever thought that maybe the reason that trending audio is just happening is because people are only trying to get audio that's trending, you know, and that's been so much permission for me. And I've talked about this on one of my previous episodes, like uh, about the episode I actually did on Instagram. It's like, I have found so much more joy in showing up on that platform because I'm just creating what I want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's like what we have to go back to is just like creating out of the overflow of who we are. Like each of us has something different to bring to the table. And like, we're doing ourselves a disservice if we're constantly just like listening to the outside world and letting them define what we need to bring to the table. Like we all have a different purpose. We all are here on this, in this world to do something different and it's going to look different and it's going to be expressed different. And so we all have to go into that dark bathroom and just be like, this is me. This is who I am. What can I produce with what's already inside of me? And just let that be the thing that shines through. Yeah. And I would just argue that you can do that regardless of your season. You know, I just cannot give enough. I can't encourage the listener enough to, again, it's one thing to look out and to see things that you love and see visuals and to see branding content and be on Pinterest and get ideas flowing. Like that is great. That is great. If you are walking away from that time being inspired. If you're walking away from that time of looking at other people's content or inspo and you're feeling depleted, you're in a really bad spot. Like that's not the, that's not how creativity works. That's not how inspo works. Like inspo is you observe and then you feel inspired to go do because you're compelled. But what I would argue is, you know, for people ask me like, what do you do for a creative process? Like, what do you do? <laughs> I go to a dark bathroom and turn the light off and I literally sit in there and I work out my ideas void of sounds, noises, other influences because I'm able to actually, yes, like Lynn said, create from the inside. And I think a lot of people don't even give themselves permission to do that. I don't think people even give themselves permission because they think that, you know, I hear all the time, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not, I'm not creative like you. It's like, what would you say to that, Lynn? I'm not creative like you. I'm not creative. Well, first of all, you're your own person. So your creativity is going to look different, but then also you're selling yourself short. Like everybody 
Like everybody has the opportunity. The difference between you and the person who's saying, well, I'm not creative like you is that you've cultivated your creativity. You've spent the time to nurture it. You've spent the time to grow it. You've spent the time to invest in it. The person who's saying, I'm not creative like you is just sitting over here feeling sorry for themselves. Yeah. They're not like you. Instead of saying like, this is the little that I have. I'm just going to put it to work and see what I can do with it. You know, like we all start at the same place. And the people who thrive in the world are the people who are constantly working at it. Like I told you yesterday that I actually never even saw myself as a creative person. Like I never saw myself as a creative person. I did not know they had a creative like bone in my body, like nothing. Like I wanted, I went to school for psychology and theology, like (laughs) nowhere in the world should I have ever become a graphic designer, web designer, like any of that artsy stuff. But I went through a really hard time in college. Like I was in depression, literally would just like isolate myself all the time. Like I had a really hard junior year. And I told Lindsay yesterday, I like went to Hobby Lobby out of like pure desperation, bought a blank canvas and all these different paints. And I just started painting as in like therapy because like I just like needed to like do something something with like all of the emotions inside of me and like all of the sadness and like I was not good at all by any means I was terrible <laughs> like it's like so embarrassing but like, I have to see it do you have it saved somewhere I have to see a photo no like I'm sure there's pictures on my Facebook or something but it's like dear god nobody look them up um <laughs> but like I just started painting and like little by little, I like, I started dabbling in new things and like started Mm -hmm. dabbling in graphic design and started dabbling in this. But the, like, what's interesting about this is that came from pain. Mm -hmm. Like I never would have even experienced creativity had I not been in pain. Like the only reason that I'm even where I am today is because I've experienced pain and I used creativity as a source of healing. I used creativity and like art therapy to get me to a better place. I didn't wait till I was in a better place mentally to be like, Ooh, I want to start trying to do art stuff. I was like, life sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I hate my life. I want to feel better. Let me go to Hobby Lobby and paint some stuff in my dorm room. That's the difference. Choosing to walk through the storm and just do something while you're doing it. Like I might as well make the storm magical. Like if I'm going to be stuck in the storm, I might as well be making something or just to be like, I'm in a storm and it really sucks. And like, even recently within the last couple months in, um, grief is just such a little brat. Like it is not time and it comes in waves. And like how you were saying, like you felt pressed, I felt more like I was just in an ocean and like waves were just coming over me. And I just like, couldn't catch my breath. Like I had a life jacket on, but it's just like, there's waves. So in like around March ish, I like went through a really bad season, like really, really, really dark season. And, um, like for maybe three weeks, I was just feeling sorry for myself. My life sucks everything is broken. There's no hope. There's no nothing. Like I, and I also felt like a fraud to be honest, because here I am, I'm known for my pep talks and for being encouraged and for having hope and for passing on hope and faith. And then here I am, I'm like, it's all broken. Is everything that I've ever said a lie? 
And yeah, I resonate with that, man. I resonate with that, with with just like being like you're the you're the vessel of, you know, you're trying to elicit inspiration and 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 you're trying to give people that lifeline for them. And suddenly you're like, wait a minute, like I I resonate with that so much. Yeah. And so I'm going through this season. You know what, Lindsay? You have two options. One, you can continue doing what you're doing and feeling sorry for yourself and like barely working, barely creating right now. You're doing the bare minimum for your clients, but like you're not doing anything for yourself. You're not chasing any of your goals and your dreams outside of like finishing client work. So you can continue to feel sorry for yourself and just do the bare minimum. Or you can choose to have joy and get through this without losing your hope. Neither of those options are going to change your circumstances, but choosing joy is going to make it less painful. You know what? I'm going to choose joy. Like I'm going to choose joy. Like every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to actively choose joy. I'm going to say affirmations. I am joyful. I am thankful to be alive. I am thankful for the opportunity to create. I am thankful that X, Y, and Z. And then I like spent time like journaling. Like I went through like two weeks where I just, I didn't care how much work I got done. I wanted to reroute myself. I wanted to reset the environment. I wanted to cultivate something inside of me that was going to allow me to be in a better headspace in order to deal with my reality in order for me to continue to create. And so I spent like two weeks, I would just like go to the beach and I would just sit and read and watch the ocean, watch the sunset. And I'd wake up in the mornings and I would say my affirmations. I would pray. I would journal. I would just spend time centering myself. Now I feel like I'm in this really good place, still grieving. Like I'm still in my hard season, but mentally and spiritually, I'm in a very good place. And I'm in a place of full on creativity. Like I'm working on like my first book right now. Like I am like on my God, I need it. I need that book. I'm working on some of like my favorite projects that I've ever worked on with clients. And like, you were one of them. Like I wouldn't have gotten there had I just decided to stay in my feelings. Like We can't let our feelings rule us. Feelings are feelings and they're not always going to be honest with us about how we should be interacting with the situations that we're facing. So like we can either allow our feelings to rule us or we can choose to have ownership over our feelings and say, yes, I feel this, but let's put this feeling in check and measure it up against truth. Does this feeling align with truth? If this feeling does not align with truth, then I'm going to disregard it put it on the back burner and it doesn't get to dictate my movement. It doesn't get to dictate what I do in the world. Cause if we constantly allow our feelings to just dictate what we do in the world, we're never going to do anything. We're no. just going to sit on our bum all day long and watch Netflix and then get in even more depression because like, there's nothing even good on Netflix anymore. But, and, and you know, girl, <laughs> 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 Oh my God, it's true. And I think the thing that's even crazier about it is that, It doesn't actually, the biggest lie that I think people buy over and over again is they think it's going to take a long time to start seeing that shifting happening. And the truth is, is that it actually can really happen very quickly. But if you don't create room for it, it's going to take so much longer to happen. One of the things that, you know, as, as I do uh, you know, as I wake up and I have coffee in the morning and as I, you know, as I go and I, I go for like a walk or if I do some kind of exercise or if I'm like penciling in time with like, you know, my husband or my friends, 
I, I create time for my creativity. It is part of my routine. It is a part of my life. There's nothing more important that I could have done today. Like, I love what you said a minute ago about like, it didn't matter about all the work. Like it didn't matter at that point because what I've found over and over again is if I cannot be in a creative place, everything suffers. My relationships suffer. I suffer. Like everything is suffering around me if that space is not given a large priority of me because it brings out the best in me. And I think to myself, there's nothing that I could have been. Yeah, I've got a I've got a to-do list right now that is, and so do you, Linz. So do you. Yeah. We, we, our to-do list right now is stupid. And if you could see both of them, you would scream. But you want to know what? There's nothing more important that I could have done today than done that photo shoot earlier and been on this conversation with you. Because these are the things that help me sustain and grow and expand my creativity, my mood, all of those things that, and, and and that's the thing, when we can invest that time into those things and we stop saying, oh, I'm not creative or I don't, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. The minute that we stop saying those things, you'll actually get yourself in a, in a place of creativity fairly quickly. If you cultivate time for it, if you stop, if you start making it a big deal, you know, like take it seriously, like take, Take figuring out creativity seriously. It doesn't have to be this arduous, like you're going to school, but giving yourself that space, even if it's like 30 minutes somewhere to just tune in and to start looking, you know, inward for like, what do I want to create? Like what inspires me? What, what's my voice say, you know, actually creating time for those things is going, and like I said, it's not going to take long. It's it, you think it's going to take you so long. I mean, Lindsay and I like collectively have both experienced deep loss and sadness and grief in December, literally at Christmas. It was what a joke. What a freaking joke. It was like right during like the the joy, most joyful time of the year. <laughs> joke, jokes on us, Lens. And then literally what I'm saying is that we're having this conversation right now. It's August. And no, are we by any stretch through it? As as are we over? No. We are so much still processing, grieving you know, working through heavy things that have affected us deeply. But because we leaned into our creative creativity and we searched for inspiration and we went inward and we allowed ourselves the time and the space to use our God-given skills, you know, I would argue that we're, we're doing all right, you know? Yeah. 100%. What, what I was thinking, like, while you were saying that was, you know, like in the same way, like if you want to see like a shift in your body, like you have to show up diligently, right? Like you can't just go to the gym one time and expect to see results, you know, like you have to go consistently, like even as you're starting out, like you start with what you know, like if that's, if all you know is the treadmill, then you get to the treadmill every day. You know what I mean? And like, if you just show up once a week, you're not going to see results. If you just show up like once a month, you're not going to show results. And the same thing is with your creativity. Like if you want to see results within your creativity, like you can't just show up like once a week for yourself. Like you have to show up daily for yourself. Like, especially like if creativity is a part of like who you are and like who you want to be in the world. And like, I really think that it's all of us, you know, like we have to make space for that Mm -hmm. and show up diligently and consistently in it, whether we feel like it or not. I go to the gym every day, whether I feel like it or not, because I like want to take care of my physical body so that I have 
the longevity to carry out all of my ideas, you know? And another thing that I was thinking about was the book, The Artist Way, and how she mentions like having like creativity dates with yourself. And I think that that's just so important. But one of the things that she also talks about is morning pages, writing in a journal with no agenda. You don't have to ever post it anywhere. And writing for yourself, writing to yourself, journaling, like making space for that mental detox. (laughs) Who knows what ideas will come? While you're just writing, you know, and I think that if we want to see our creativity expand, like if we want to be able to continue to create in every season, then like we have to like be diligent to carve out the space for it. Exactly. Like you're saying, you know, like we have to make it a part of our day. Like it's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Like it is a part of who we are. It's not just like, oh, it's such a luxury for you to be able to spend time going and doing a photo shoot. Like, no, that's a necessity. Like that is yeah, girl. like, that's your oxygen. Like that's like oxygen to your soul. And so it's like, you have to find what is oxygen to your soul and make those a staple in your day, in your week, make it a lifestyle. Like if you don't switch from like these things are luxury things to like, this is lifestyle, then you're never going to see the results that you want. But couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. When you were like literally talking about that, like my creative process is how I function. If I cannot execute my creative, but I'm worthless. Like, you know what I mean? Like I literally am worthless. And I, and I feel like for me, the one, like the one of the things I'll say, like in closing too, is like, Creativity, despite no matter what is going on around me, but I can always go back there. Like mm-hmm. it's always my way home. And mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm just so thankful for it because I feel like it's almost like I don't know. It's like this weird thing. Like I just feel like I could, no matter what season, no matter what hardship would come, it's almost like I could just like self-regenerate. And I really attribute that so much to that inner creative in me that just, it, it's like, it, it just, like you said, like with giving oxygen, it's like, it's regenerative. Creativity can bring regeneration. Like creativity can re-energize you. It's so vital. You know, these last couple of years have been so heavy. And I think that we'll just want to escape. It's, it's a little challenging to sit in the moment of, you know, what do I want to do now? You know, that could, that's like a heavy moment. Like, you know, because yeah. it's, it's been a heavy two years <laughs> and yeah. maybe, maybe you're someone listening right now where you've lost a little vision. Maybe you're somebody listening right now that you've lost a little bit of that inspiration. What I think Lindsay and I, you know, in closing want to invite you to is that, you know, I think there's probably been moments where maybe we've even struggled with feeling like, man, where is it, man? Like, where, like, like, you know, just off seasons. I don't speak for myself. I mean, I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, all right, I don't know what is going on right now, but I'm having a really hard time re- like regenerating or recreating ideas. What I want to invite you and challenge you into is it doesn't matter like what's been, but where you're going is so essential to you taking time to reconnect to that. No matter what it takes. If you've lost vision, if you've lost inspiration, that's okay. It was a very challenging season to navigate. But in closing, you know, and I really want to hear what Lynn's would have to say on this too. It's essential for where you're going for you to spend solid time reconnecting with those things. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that some of the most beautiful things can come out of the most broken seasons. Um, And one of the things that I like to say is that the goodness of life never leaves anything broken. And I think that the human experience is to experience brokenness at some point in time, you know, but almost every single thing that I have right now came out of a broken season. And like, you, you just never know, like, give yourself the chance to step outside of your feelings and to create and to don't just be a consumer, but to be somebody who's going to contribute something and to take some of your darkest moments, some of your deepest pains and turn it into something beautiful for somebody else, because you never know who you're going to touch because you took the negative, the hurt, the brokenness, the pain, and the confusion that you experienced in your life and molded it into something that was tangible and beautiful that could pass on hope to somebody else. And so I think that that's, that's the goal. Like that's the mission is to take the human experiences and to turn them into something beautiful in every season as much as possible. Yeah. And that's the charge. And and that's what we want to invite you guys into. And Linz, you're the goat. OPLC. See you. See you in 2024, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's going to turn into, but it's going to be really epic. And uh, I'm so grateful for you, Linz. You're the, you're the best. I'm so thankful for you. Thanks for having me on. Hell yeah. Hold tight, you're